Hello, and welcome to the Unique CPA with your host, Randy Crabtree. We're committed to creating a thriving community of accounting professionals who are physically and mentally healthy, fulfilled, and energized by their work. Our ultimate goal is to elevate the reputation of the accounting profession and vastly improve the lives of those in it. The Unique CPA is brought to you by Trimerit, the specialty tax professionals. Today, our guest is Giles Pearson. Giles and I, oh boy, met quite a while ago. We've been trying to get this scheduled for a while. It's probably probably seven months ago we first talked to each other. It was probably two months before that that I was unintentionally ignoring his emails. So I have apologized to that to for him in the past. But Giles, he's the co-founder and CEO of Account Tests, which we'll talk about what that is today. And he started this business after 18 years as a... Uh, partner with a large accounting firm and really got frustrated with how how much uncertainty there was when he was out hiring individuals. So try to figure out a way to solve that problem, which is an expensive problem that uh, that we all run into. So Giles, I'm, I'm butchering uh, what you guys do. So before I go any further, welcome to the Unique CPA. Hey, Randy, it's nice to be here and good things take time. Hey. <laughs> Exactly. We've just let this marinate for a while. You and I talk quite a bit. We run into each other at conferences. We even tried to do this. We thought at a couple of conferences, but it just never happened. So I'm glad we're doing it today. Yeah, we're here. There you go. So like I said, I was butchering probably what uh, what account test is. Why don't you give us why don't you give us a little history of you because you you're not just starting this thing out of nowhere. You've been in the profession for a while. Give us that and then and tell us about account test as well. Yeah, well, I guess I guess my introduction to accounting was um, is, is a very classic introduction. So, went to college, came back to my hometown, started with Coopers and Lybrand as it was in those days, small town office, sort of thirty people. Just did the classic thing. Did my did my three years practical to become a chartered accountant, as you do here in New Zealand. Went overseas for four years, as all Kiwis do, to <laughs> get their overseas experience. Came back and, and, you know, started back in Coopers and Lybrand to a couple of years later, I was a partner at age 31 and we became PricewaterhouseCoopers. So I was actually the first PricewaterhouseCoopers partner in the world because one, one July 1998 was the, uh, was the day Pricewaterhouse and Coopers and Lybrand merged. I was the, uh, with, the, with the time zones as they are, we were the first. So there was uh, <laughs> wow. two, two of us new partners on 1 July 1998. Nice. Uh, Eighteen years as a partner with with what was PwC, still small town office. We got to about forty, forty five people doing private client work and tax. That was my gig. But you know, we all know what the big firms are like. Even in a small regional town, the bar just gets higher. The workloads, you know, it, it, nothing stops. Um, right. And I always said, well, after I'd been there for maybe ten years. I could already see that the horizon was was coming up and it was like, I just don't want to be here at 55, 60. So I made the decision that when the kids left high school that I would finish and go and do some other stuff. Hmm. Plan for the other stuff was more around hiking and running, uh, <laughs> of which I did quite a lot, I'd have to say, after I finished in uh, in 2016. So I beat my beat my son by six months. He was still at six months at high school when I, when I finished. Wow. But... You know, I guess during that time we did, as you say, hire a bunch of people who who didn't necessarily work out, and we went looking for some technical skills tests to to test them on, and sort of scoured the market and found nothing that we thought was 
of a professional quality that we would want to put in front of a candidate. So there was a little sort of side gig that I that I came up with that I thought, oh, that can keep my brain busy when I'm, you know, out on the trail or or, or whatever. And so that was a it was a very a very very slow build, which we started in New Zealand, just focusing on technical skills tests. We proved the the concept, I guess. Took that to Australia, took it to the UK, then developed the world's only uh, personality profile specifically for accountants, and then we we sort of brought that to the to the US in uh, early 2022, which was a. <laughs> A huge amount of work actually to to reconfigure everything to make it right for the US market. But um, so it's been a journey. I'd have to say I'm probably working hours now that are they're not rivaling what I did at PwC, but it's um, it, it's up there and certainly a lot of early mornings uh, like this morning. So, uh, but it's it's fun and it's way different doing things for yourself. Yeah. Um, and and I really I, I think what it's shown me is the that sort of entrepreneurial spirit that you struggle with in an accounting firm and particularly in a big firm um, when it's all about the metrics. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm loving that journey, but I'm loving still being in the sphere of accounting. And I think the collegiality of the profession is amazing. So uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying still being part of that, even sort of at the, at the edges, if you like. Yeah, you and I are probably similar from that standpoint. You know, I get to stay part of this community of, of accounting professionals, accounting friends, but I don't really do much of the work. I just go out and talk and, <laughs> and, and, and educate. And, yep. and it's nice to stay in that community because the people are so awesome. And I think the things that you're doing are going to help the people. That's important. And I think you and I both have a passion for that. Let's How can we help this profession be better? And through your testing, you're looking to do that. And, you know, through things that I, you know, just for me talking to people like you, I, I'm hoping to, to do that as well. So I think we're, we've got the same ends in mind. And one more thing, I'm just going to compare us right now yeah. all the time. Um, passion, you know, it's a, you have a passion for what you're doing, even though you're putting in more hours than you planned. It's, it's more of a, a passion project. that sounds like to you than uh, sitting and in, in pumping out tax returns, I'm assuming. Oh, look, you know, uh, I think we probably all get to that point where you've been in the profession to the point where, you know, another year rolls around and you go, really, I'm not sure that I, I don't have the enthusiasm for that anymore. Um, and, and there's always things that, that do get exciting and a client does something interesting yep. or, or, you know, wants to sell something or acquire something or, oh, yeah. you know, there's a particular project. But, you know, the routine work, even of the advisory work, I think it just... It does tire after a while, and and you need something to reinvigorate yourself, and that's certainly account test has certainly done that for me. Yep, and and just so everybody knows, you don't have to leave the profession to find those passions within sides the firm. But the fact that you did, I think, is great as well. You didn't leave the profession; we're still a part of it. Just left the uh, straight uh, accounting firm. Let me talk about this test themselves. Then, I mean, it, we don't. It's just not one test sitting out there, and hey, this is works for everybody. Uh, how, what are the tests? I'm sure there is probably too numerous to measure. But what are you trying to? You know, maybe give us a couple specifics and what are you trying to measure with these tests and, and, and what are you trying to help the firms with with these tests as well? Yeah, well, and I guess one of the things that we saw when we went out to look for some tests to use when I was at PwC is, you know, a lot of the tests were just one size fits all. And that was part of the challenge was to develop a matrix of tests that firms can use at different levels and in different specialties, you know, so... 
so we went out and, and have developed tests for staff accountants, CPAs in public accounting, um, auditing, bookkeeping, virtual CFO, virtual controller, and some sort of simple double entry accounting, debits and credits sort of things. Um, so it's about trying to create tests that will be good enough for a firm at any position. And it's, you know, people always say, oh, have you got a test for this? And have you got a test for that? And it's like, well, you know, you just can't have a test for everything. And, you know, this this is a journey. So we're we're trying to move to the point where we do have more options and people can modularize up what they do so it is more specific and so we're doing we're doing what we can but you know i think for the for the firms at the moment what we're trying to do is instead of maybe you know you ask two or three questions at interview that here's the questions i always ask or here's a little case study but i give it to everybody because you know whether they're a junior or a senior you know uh, and some of those case studies are, are pretty good um challenging to do remote and, and I think that's the, the a lot of firms, you know, uh, the whole hiring process is often now remote, so that adds uh, adds more complexity. But what we're tr- really trying to do is say, hey, in half an hour, you can get 40 data points on some technical knowledge, say, if we're looking at the skills test, 40 data points on on what does your candidate know on a whole range of, of issues, but within the sphere of the job that you're looking at. So say if it's a staff accountant, you know, you're looking at at that more compliance um, accounting areas. And so you get to get a feeling, I guess, over 40 questions. Whereabouts in the ballpark are they? Are they sort of at the bottom? Are they in the middle? Are they a star performer? And all of that really helps you to make a fast decision. And uh, you know, one of the strap lines that we use, I guess, is, is higher fast with confidence. Nice. And I think that's that's really what it's about. It's it's like you've got to move fast, especially if you find somebody who's a, a good performer, but you're doing it with the knowledge that you've actually, you know, got the data or you've got the science there to, to back up that that quick decision. Yep. And and so the test that we were just talking about, you're measuring or you're testing the the technical skills that they have to meet whatever job role you're looking to. You mentioned earlier that there's the personality profile test for accountants. What where where does that come into play, and what are you looking for with that? So I guess what we were what we were trying to do was was get something that was a bit more useful to the accounting profession. And you know, there's some there's some really good personality profiles out there. And and I don't know how familiar you or, or the people listening are with the Big Five concept. But a Big Five personality profile is the are the ones with proper science. Okay. So um, you you have to ask a lot of questions. So compare that to say a Myers Briggs test, which there is no science in Myers Briggs. It doesn't ask enough questions. You, you know, if you look on on their uh, online stuff that they've got, is it says do not use this test for hiring. It's it's not appropriate um, for that. It's it's good for for team building um, and team understanding, uh, but there is no science. So I guess one of the things was we wanted to have a test that was a big five, and that covers the sort of big five um, areas of personality, which we could go into, but. Um, perhaps another day. Okay. But we we took a study out of the UK, which 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 looked at what do you need to be a successful modern accountant, and we used the criteria that they came up with to design our own personality profile, more focused on things that accountants are are interested in, should be interested in things like um, ethics and communication, um, relationships, 
uh, attention to detail. And then we built the test, but then we built a report that was specifically for public accounting firms as opposed to generalists. So here's some interview questions based on the profile that you might want to ask your candidate um, for things which, if you like, showed as outliers on the on the uh, on the profile, and we we put 317 CPA level accountants through it before we started. So when you get the report, you get to see how your candidate looks against a whole lot of other accountants. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a like with like comparison, um, and then you get the interview questions, and then you get a personal development plan based on the profile. If you hire this person, here's some things you might want to put in their personal development plan. You can start working on that on day one. You know, not on day ninety or day hundred and eighty when you've when you've sort of got to know them a bit better. Yeah. So, so does this then help with the onboarding process as well? If you have this knowledge already, because onboarding, for all I'm hearing lately, is this how important the onboarding is and how lax we are with that sometimes. And so I assume this is going to aid in that. Oh, I think in both the skills and personality is is good for that. And, you know, and people say to us, "Oh, what? Why? You know, how can I get a candidate to do?" A test and, and candidates say, why would I want to do a test when, you know, this is a this is a tight market, you know, I can go get a job down the road. And, and look, you know, clearly from an employer's point of view, you're trying to make sure that this person is going to fit with you. But I think that the other part of it is, let's find out how we can go on a journey together, both the, the firm and the, and the candidate, and really, you know, get their career moving as quickly as possible. And the testing will show for example, where their weaknesses are or, or you know, what, what they need to do to get to the level that the employer is really looking for. So let's have an upfront discussion on day one about you know, what training am I going to give you, what mentoring, you know, who's going to be your buddy in the office so that we you know, supercharge that growth of the, uh, for the candidate individually. And the, and the personality is the same. It's about, well, you know, we can have a, a plan you're sure based on the profile, which, you know, the science is there, it should be good, but clearly we don't know each other yet, but we can have a plan to get started with straight away. And, you know, again, that's about how do we get that personal growth story for the candidate? So I think it's a, you know, employers who take this on and think about it in a more holistic view can take that candidate on a much, much better journey. And that onboarding piece can be, you know, much more respectful. And, the reality is, sorry, talking away here, but no, no, the, rea- you're good. <laughs> the reality is employers are having to take on candidates who are not really as good as they want them to be quite often. Yep. You know, employers can't be too picky. So so when you're taking on somebody where the testing is saying to you, hey, this person is is not really there, you can have a, an upfront discussion with the candidate about, hey, you know, here's the testing, can show you how you did. Our expectation was, you know, better than that. But hey, we'll go on a journey with you. And the benefit of the onboarding stage is, you know, the rest of the office or the, the certainly the buddy and the and the manager will know where this person's coming in at. There won't be that sort of grinding feeling at sort of 30 days and 60 days that this person is not performing at the level that we expected yep. because we don't have that expectation. Right. And so we we get past all of that sort of negative vibe and go straight into a positive, how do we make this better? We're going to invest in you. You know, perhaps there's a discussion there somewhere about that from the candidate's point of view that they need to invest themselves, uh, either in time or in, in relation to their starting salary. Yep. And I, I like that. That I mean, I think 
you had kind of mentioned before, you know, as a, as an employee, why do I want to take this test? I think I, I assume you have some data around this and all that, but just showing that, you know, these candidates will be more, you will be, if we hire you in and we know the level you're at, we can help you and you're going to be more successful down the road. We're going to be more successful in the hiring because the expectations coming in, we're all going to be on the same page. We know where the starting point is. And I, I think that's huge because sometimes, and I've seen this, you bring someone in, it's like, well, they don't know what we thought they knew. Well, now they tested. We do, they do know what we thought they knew and we, or they don't know what the things that we assume they would know because we tested ahead of time. That I think would just help the success of retention because everybody's starting at the same spot. And, and part of this whole thing is, you know, if you have a bad hire, the cost of that is what I, I think I've seen you say it and other people say anywhere from 50 to 200% of that salary to replace them. So if we, if we are set with our expectations up front, I assume the retention is going to just be that much better. Oh, look, that's exactly right. And, and the reality is, and, and you know, look, you all know this from your time in practice as well. To be fair, the money, the money is, is annoying, but actually what really upsets you as the firm owner is the stress yeah. For on your time, because none of us went into becoming a, a firm owner to manage staff issues. Well, certainly, in my case, it was to it was to help clients and and you know in, enjoy the, the the accounting road. And so so that was always you know the biggest negative. Um, and the next one is probably the the team morale. You know, and and certainly I saw it. We were not good at this. Firms generally don't manage poor performance well because they don't manage it quickly enough and they suffer poor performance. And the team sit there looking at, at, at you, the owner, going, why are you letting this happen? You, this person clearly is not up to what we were all expecting and you're just, you don't want to deal with it. So yes, the bad, the bad hire's got a big financial cost. It's got other emotional costs. And, you know, look, Nothing in the world is going to give you a hundred percent solution because people are people, and they will not always you know you won't always get it right, but it's about that correlation between running a good process and the outcome and you know us as accountants, we know all this you know we we use our technical knowledge and our our business acumen that we learn through talking to other clients and from the studies that we've done and the experience we've got to help business owners make better decisions. because And they won't always be the right decisions, but they'll be hopefully better decisions and they'll be data-driven decisions. And if we didn't bring that knowledge and experience to the party, why would the business owners talk to us? They might as well just sort of lean over the fence and and ask their neighbour. So... It's the same when you're hiring somebody. If you're using the data, you're using experience, you're running a good process, the chances of you getting the outcome that you expect is that much higher. And that's all we're trying to do. It's not, you know, it's not rocket science. I like that actually, but all right, you got me sidetracked. I was going to come up with a joke for it's not rocket science, but I'm like, all right, we're going to move on. But so, so one thing, because sometimes people think this is what I was thinking, that sometimes they think that this is almost life and death stuff that we're dealing with in accounting and it is rocket science or neurology or something like that. Hey, it's, it's accounting. It's important, but it's not the end of the world if we make a mistake and let's help people get past those mistakes by knowing their skills going in. All right. Now, 
one of the biggest issues we have, and it comes up everywhere we are. You and I see it all the time. We talk about it all the time as a profession is just the shortage of candidates. So how do we get over the what you already mentioned as a candidate? Why do I want to do this? And we kind of explained that already. It's going to help your success for the career. But how does this, is this going to somehow help me as a hiring person, you know, hiring individuals to I guess maybe less turnover. If I hire the right people, I know the expectations going in, but is this somehow going to help me with this shortage of candidates out there uh, in my firm? Cause that's going to be the, one of the biggest things people are going to ask about. Yeah, look, and, and, and we can't solve the shortage. You know, to be honest, we are focusing on testing for people with some experience and the profession is having to look to people with no experience for example, the personality profile that we've done will be fine for that, but clearly the skills testing isn't going to help you with that. But, you know, look, I, th I think what the what the testing does from the firm's perspective is, and I go back to the strap line, hire fast with confidence. And, you know, speed to get an offer in front of a candidate a week, two weeks before your competition, that puts you in a really good stead to be able to then, you know, negotiate and get that candidate on board quickly. And you're able to short circuit the the hiring process by being able to use some more data and get that decision made quickly. So, you know, that's going to help you. I think, you know, remote hiring has made everything more complicated. It, it is hard to get the sense of somebody when, when the only time you ever see them is on the other side of the screen. And again, the testing is giving you, I guess, more evidence about that person. Firms are having to look certainly well beyond their local community to find that talent. And, you know, that, that's where the, the testing can help you understand that person more because it's, you know, it is, it is tough. Yep. You, you are looking for the combination of those, those things. It's not just skills. You want the ability for them to work in your team. Part of what we look at is, is you know, people's capability to work remotely. So that's one of the things that comes through in the in the reporting. So you get a sense of, you know, how's this how's this person going to work out? Yep. And and, and you've mentioned this earlier and, and I think it's so important is, you know, uh, I think you put it something like, well, we didn't always were concerned with not you as an accountant, but the, the, the industry with the morale going on. Um, it's more, let's just get the work done. And that's why I like the fact that you've got the technical skills, which, you know, Technical skills are great and obviously important, but it's not the sole factor in determining someone's hiring success. And that's why that personality test, I think, is so important as well, because, you know, if, if you know the personality, you know their skills, they know where they fit in the company. We know we have a good culture. We want to make sure they fit into that culture. I think all of that probably comes into play and, and culture is another passionate uh, aspect for me. So if you if you were to like put this whole thing together, put a bow on top of everything we just discussed, obviously money saving, time saving, granting the right candidate, but you know, give us the recap of, of the importance of doing this testing. You know, as accountants, we are great with process and you know, you think of things like audit. Certainly in my day when I started in audit, it was all about the checklist. And, you know, you worked your way through that. And, and if, you, if you ticked the boxes and thought about everything, you got to the right answer. That's really all we're doing with hiring is, you know, and I, we know that smaller firms in particular, medium-sized firms, they don't hire very often and they don't hire very well. And what we're trying to do is provide the tools to allow firms to 
higher, better, higher, faster, and higher with confidence. Yeah, well, I, I think it's great. I, anything we can do to to help the profession, to help people get in the right seat, which I think this does, is extremely important. Before we wrap up here today, you mentioned it earlier, some of the things that I'm going to ask, but you know, besides this account test and being out and, and promoting it and developing it, whether you're outside of work passions, which, you know, we're going to do a personality test on you now. What's your, <laughs> what's your outside of work passions? And I heard hiking and running earlier, but why don't you give us a, a few things you enjoy doing when you're not working? Well, um, for my sins, I'm an ultra distance runner. So I've done a couple of hundred mile events. Wow. Um, I've uh, run all the all the what they call the Great Walks in New Zealand, so they are up to sort of 50, 60 miles through the wilderness. Uh, I've done quite a bit of hiking, so I've hiked the Tiara, which means the long pathway in Māori, and is the length of New Zealand. So that's a three thousand kilometres, most of it through the wilderness. Um, I did. I've done five or six hundred miles on the Pacific Crest Trail, which is one of the things that I really, really want to come back to the US and finish that at some point, or or actually just hike the whole thing. So hiking is a is a big passion of mine, and you know I've been the chair of our uh, local community foundation. So I think um, uh, you know in the US you're very familiar with the concept of community foundations, and uh, so so that takes quite quite a bit of my time, but. From an accounting sense, it's it's a really it's a valuable experience watching something grow and grow and grow, and it's a yeah it's an amazing experience and, and something that uh, is is really cool to be part of. So right. yeah, those are, those are a few things that keep me busy. I want I want to see your personality test that that why how this hundred mile <laughs> no, race don't. come out. <laughs> no, you don't. There's, there's some very dark places in a hundred mile race. I tell you, I would assume so. In, in more ways than one. <laughs> I'm I, I am truly impressed though. I, I, I couldn't even imagine even considering that. So so uh kudos to you for for that. And uh I did see one time uh oh was it last January or sometime in the spring or, or last winter, uh you were out uh, hiking in Arizona with Blake Oliver, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we, we went and uh, hiked up to the top of somewhere called uh, Sunrise Peak. We were there for sunset, which was ironic, but um, that was amazing. Uh, so, yeah, certainly planning planning a few more hikes with Blake, that's for sure. Yeah, well, that's uh, Blake and I have that into the works right now. Uh, we're going to be doing that in a few months. I'm going to head out to Arizona, and we're going we're gonna to do a few hikes together, probably up in Sedona and, okay. and maybe more in the Scottsdale area as well. So we'll see. It should be fun. Well, I'm, I'm in the U.S. for a lot of next year, so, um, ah. yeah, hit me up. All right. Well, we're going to have to plan something then. All right. Well, Giles, I'm glad we got this done. We officially have recorded now, which is great. It was a great conversation. If anybody wants to find out more about the contest or about you personally, where would they look? Uh, LinkedIn's the best place to find me. So yep, Giles Pearson uh, at LinkedIn. All right. And then before we end, you did send me a, an email with a, a, a landing page for the podcast on your website. So I want to let everybody know, and we'll put this in the show notes as well, but I want everybody to know that there's going to be a website, uh, account tests plural.com slash pages slash trimerit, which is T-R-I dash M-E-R-I-T. Well, there'll be more information about uh, what you're doing, but there's going to be a, uh, a discount code on there too. If anybody wants to uh, uh, investigate account tests, that'll be out there. And I'm sure it won't be an unlimited time, but once people, uh, once this is released, there'll be a point in time where people can go and, 
and give uh, everything a test run with a discount too. So we appreciate that. Thanks, Randy. And that's been awesome. Thank you for joining us today on The Unique CPA. You can find the show notes for today's episode and learn more about Trimerit at theuniquecpa.com. Remember to subscribe and leave a five-star rating on your favorite podcasting app. And join us next time for more expertise and insights on The Unique CPA. Professionalproductions.net